I want to I want to start something tonight. I want to start a series. I know I'm I'm bad about doing that, and sometimes even I know I got one lingering out there right now. Uh, and judges, and we'll get back there at some point. Uh, but you know, sometimes you know the Lord just has a a way of uh, bringing you somewhere that is much needed. Not not that there. Uh, there are things in Scripture that's not needed, uh, but I think for the moment that the moments that we find ourselves in, there is there are things that are more pressing for us, and so this, this is I'm, I'm going to spend however long. Uh, there's several things that I had some of the weirdest things drop into my spirit, and uh, you know, uh, Brother Henry, we've talked about this before. How sometimes we'll just get this thought, we'll get these. Uh, these things that come to us that the Lord deals with us about. And, and I believe that sometimes the Lord just drops something into our spirit and says, get started. And you're like, what do I do with that? And uh, so uh, I, I want to kind of just share with you, if I, if I may do that, um, Uh, some of the words that the Lord dropped into my spirit. Uh, feet, hands, ears, thoughts, mind, steps, mouth, heart. Yeah. Exactly. So uh, that was my start to where we're going. And... <laughs> Uh, before I move any further, I just want to let you know that uh, uh, we are expecting uh, the shepherds this Sunday for our our uh, main worship service. Uh, they're out of uh, Brother Ronnie Elliott's church in Madisonville, and so we're expecting great things. Uh, and uh, it's it'll be it'll be nice to have an uh, evangelist uh, come and minister to us. And and uh, I've also scheduled one. Uh, in April, um, uh, April eighteenth, and uh, he is a he is a man kind of like uh, kind of like me. His his background is kind of like mine, my story, and so I believe that uh, that uh, he will uh, minister to us, and uh, and he also we're going to be working on getting something together to uh, have a special group with uh, prodigals and and those that. Uh, that are that suffer from addiction so we're going to plan to do something that Saturday night and then we're also going to be working to uh, to establish a team to go out and evangelize that afternoon uh to to just uh witness and invite people to church amen we're not going to let the virus give us an excuse uh we're going to get out there and do what we can to spread the spread the truth spread the hope that we have found in Jesus and uh, and I believe that that uh, that we're going to be blessed uh, um, in in the next uh, uh, you know few months with uh, with tremendous growth and opportunity, amen. So tonight I want to I want to start off uh, this this will be the, the the title for for the whole series, and then I'll have other little kind of uh, smaller smaller things. Uh, I guess focus points is what you could call it. So. It's going to be called Equipped for the Journey. 
is going to be this series. And so tonight, I'm going to start with a voice within the altar. A voice within the altar. God spoke to Jacob and told Jacob, Arise and go up to Bethel, and while there, build an altar unto God. Immediately, Jacob responds to the command and he tells his entire household to put away the strange gods that are among you and be clean and change your garments and let us arise and go up to Bethel and I will build an altar unto God, the only God. Jacob was an altar builder because Isaac was an altar builder. And Isaac was an altar builder because guess what? Abraham was an altar builder. Genesis 26, 3 through 5. Sojourn in this land and I will be with thee and will bless thee for unto thee and unto thy seed I will give all these countries and I will perform the oath which I swear unto Abraham thy father. Why? Because there was an altar and there was submission and obedience to the instruction that he heard from having that altar in his life. Verse 4, and I will make thy seed to multiply as the stars of heaven and will give unto thy seed all these countries and in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. And this is the reason. Because Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes. And my laws. Where there is an altar, there is a voice. And the altar keeps us connected to his voice. Noah, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Moses, Joshua, Samuel, Saul, David, all of them were altar builders. But Saul failed to stay close to his altar. You see, the difference between Saul and David is when David was confronted with his sin by Nathan the prophet, uh, uh, he wrote Psalm 51. And he said, make me to hear joy and gladness that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. There was a brokenness within David that was not found in Saul. Saul was only uh, repenting because he got caught. There is a difference between being broken for your sins and being caught in them. 
I think so many people miss this and they find themselves in a place where they can't get past because it's, it's one thing to be a mess for what you have done and what you have allowed to come into your life than to be caught red-handed. After Saul built his altar, he was anointed king and Samuel told him to heed the voice of the words of the Lord. The warning that he was basically saying was keep your altar and keep reverence to, to the place uh, that you communicate with God Almighty. Don't you dare neglect it. If you do, you might turn your back like Saul and not perform or keep or hold on to his commandments. We've got to make sure we stay close to our altars. First Samuel 15, 22 through 23, if you'll allow me to read this in the message translation. Then Samuel said, do you think all God wants are sacrifices, empty rituals just for show? He wants you to listen to him. Plain listening is the thing, not staging a lavish religious production. We don't want people to think we're okay. We don't want to put on some kind of facade to make people think that we're spiritual. We want people to know we've got altars in our life and we're listening for the voice of the Master and we are aligning ourselves to His will. I'm not just going through the motions. Verse 23, not doing what God tells you is far worse than, fool, than fooling around in the occult. Getting self-important around God is far worse than making deals with your dead ancestors. Because you said no to God's command, He says no to your kingship. If you step away from your altar, don't expect God to step into your mess. Don't move from your altar. Because that's where you communicate with God. If you, if you allow the enemy to move in and allow you to neglect your altar, guess what? You'll be removed. You may be confused about why you don't hear him and he has wondered why you stopped meeting with him and submitting to his voice. Because he has the course marked to keep you out of that mess. You stay close to your altar and your life won't be a wreck. Your life won't be a mess. You stay close to, the, your, to your altar because there is a voice within the altar that will give you what you need to make it out. It will give you what you, He will give you what you need to make it to safety and to stay within the boundaries of safety. When we hear his voice, the call that he sends out is a call to commit. It's a call to step into covenant. As many as the Lord our God shall call. He's not calling them just to, not only to, to just experience the new birth, he's calling them to commitment. 
It's a call into a covenant, a commitment to build an altar. Come on, there's no need uh, to just be baptizing folks. We got we to gotta make them understand the need to build an altar in their life. So they can align themselves to the voice of the Lord. So they can hear His instruction. Although we do not build altars of wood or stone, we build them spiritually from a place of obedience, from an understanding of the encounter that takes place when we build an altar. Because the altar is a place to call on the Lord. It's a place of worship. It's a place of sacrifice. But it's also a place of submission. It's a place to hear His voice. If you're having trouble hearing Him, get back to the altar. And I'm not just talking about this altar. Although this altar is where you need to be when the Lord starts dealing with you. The altar that I'm talking about is much more than Sunday and Wednesday. Don't settle for lip service and a feeling. Submit your life to Him so you can hear Him. I believe that true worship can only take place when there's submission. Everything else is lip service. Everything else is a waste of time. If I'm not submitted to Him, why should I praise Him? He's not going to hear me anyways. Why do so many people struggle to receive a breakthrough? Because they're afraid of the altar. Because the altar reveals the call to commitment and submission. You want a breakthrough in your life? You got to submit to the one who's got your breakthrough. Not just li- the, their their lips. <laughs> They're singing praises, but their hearts in another place. I believe the uh, the lack of submission is is humanity's uh, biggest uh, enemy. You ain't gonna tell me what to do. Okay, will you stay in your hot mess? Don't come crying for help when you won't listen to the one who's got your direction. I'm not trying to be harsh. I'm trying to be real. I'm trying to be transparent because it's at an altar that things are revealed. That error is revealed. That our hearts are exposed and that the will of God is shown up to us. Genesis 12, 1 through 8. 
Now the Lord had said, I want let's focus on that for just a second. Now the Lord had said unto Abraham, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee. Come on, somebody. This is this is a we can talk about we can talk about Abraham's life and oh man, that was powerful what you did, Abraham. But could you imagine being told to go? To leave your country, to leave your land, to leave what you rely on. What if the Lord would say, leave your job? What if the Lord would say, leave your city? Well, Lord, I, I got this mortgage, and I got this other thing, and I got, I got this job. What if he said, leave your family behind and step into my will? Lord, I, I just, I don't. He said, and I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curseth thee. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. And the very next scripture, so Abram departed. As the Lord had spoken unto him. Because when you have an altar, you will move when he tells you to. And Lot went with him. And Abram was 70 and 5 years old when he departed out of uh, Haran. And Abram took uh, Sarai, his wife, and Lot, his brother's son, and all their substance that they had gathered, and the souls that they had gotten in Haran. And they went forth to go into the land of Canaan. And into the land of Canaan they came. And Abram passed through the land unto the place of, of Sichem. Unto the plain of Morah. And the Canaanite was then in the land. And the Lord appeared unto Abram and said, Unto thy seed I will I give this land. And there builded he an altar unto the Lord who appeared unto him. If you haven't built an altar, then you must not be holding on to any promises. Come on, we're talking about first things first tonight. And he removed from thence unto a mountain on the east of Bethel and pitched his tent, having Bethel on the west and Hai uh, on the east, and there he builded an altar unto the Lord and called upon the name of the Lord. Tonight, I present to you the first and second thing you need on this journey an altar and ears that hear and obey his commandments. The altar must be first because. Hearing him is contingent on meeting with him. You can't hear him if you don't meet with him. We addressed this recently. A wise man will hear and will what? Increase learning 
Hear the instruction of thy father and forsake not the law of thy mother. Proverbs 4 and 10. Hear, O my son, and receive my sayings, and the years of thy life shall be many. Proverbs 5 and 7. Hear me now, therefore, O ye children, and depart not from the words of my mouth. Proverbs 8 and 6. Hear, for I will speak of excellent things, and the opening of my lips shall be right things. Proverbs 8 and 33. Hear instruction and be wise and refuse it not. Proverbs 19 and 20. Hear counsel and receive instruction that thou mayest be wise in the latter end. If you can't figure it out, if you can't make the right decision, if it's not within you to do it, you need to seek counsel. Don't just make it on a whim. Don't just, just, don't just say it's not that important to, to seek godly counsel. Too many messes out there because too many people just think that it doesn't matter what I do. I don't want to bother the pastor. I don't want to bother the pastor's wife. I don't want to bother the saints. You've got to seek godly counsel. And for those that don't have any godly wisdom, you don't need to be given counsel. But it's always wise to reach out to a few of, of your faithful brothers and sisters if you can trust them. I'm not saying to go spread your, your, your business all over the church. But if you've got somebody that you can confide in, which I hope that you can sit in the church house and, and think of somebody right now that you could go and talk to and seek godly counsel because it does matter the decision that you make. And if you're afraid of making the wrong decisions, you need to find help. You need to find counsel. Proverbs 19.20, hear counsel and receive instruction that thou mayest be wise in the latter end. Ecclesiastes 5 and 1, keep thy foot when thou goest to the house of God. We're going to spend just a moment here on this scripture. When thy, when, uh, keep thy foot when thou goest to the house of God. And be more ready to hear than to give the sacrifice of fools. I'm not just going to come into the house of God and give a show of a demonstration of praise and, and walk away ignorant. I'm not going to walk away that way. I'm going to go with the intent of listening. I want to learn something while I'm here. I want to get closer to God while I'm here because I, it's all in vain if I come in here and I leave without understanding and I leave without wisdom and I leave without instruction and I leave without direction. It's all in vain. For they consider not that they do evil. 
Can I read this to you in the message? Watch your step when you enter God's house. Enter to learn. That's far better than mindlessly offering a sacrifice, doing more harm than good. The journey requires listening with the objective of obedience. I'm not just going to offer a mindless sacrifice of praise. I'm going to listen to the Word, the Word of God. I'm going to listen to the preacher. I'm going to listen to my pastor. Listen, I'm not trying to place uh, myself on a pedestal because this is, this is an office that God has ordained and I'm just, I'm feeling it right now. You know, God can put anybody here and, and His Word is still His Word. My job is to give instruction. My job is to, to pray for wisdom, to pray for direction, to pray for a, a vision, to, to, that God would give me insight, that God would help me speak to His people, that God would help me instruct His people, that God would help me be, uh, be able to teach them something that would allow the roots uh, uh, to be planted so deep that they would be unmovable. But what I can do only goes so far. Because if you won't obey God, then you probably won't obey your pastor. And some people find it hard to submit to the pastor. They won't even call him pastor. Use words like preacher or minister. And pastor saying, I'm submitted to you because that's the order that God has ordained. And I want to be in the order. I'm not trying to be brash, I said. I said before, you know, I, just, I, I want us to understand that this is, we get one shot. And most of you in here, I'm, I'm, most of you in here, this word is not for you. But there are some that need to hear this. You're here tonight because this is where you want to be. And that, that's just a, test, a testament of your love. And willingness to, to submit to God. And I appreciate each and every one of you. I, I, I don't say it enough, but I really do. I, I, I'm so thankful that God uh, allowed my, my family to be here. And to be a part of what's going on in this city. And, and what God's doing, in, not just in me, because God is definitely doing something in me. He's doing something in my family, and he's doing something in, 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 in my family here, because you're all my family. <clears throat> We're all part of the body. <clears throat> and, uh, and so when I get up here and, and, I, and I just spill my heart, it's because I understand that we have got to get a hold of, of, of some things 
for this journey. We've got to be equipped for this journey. The whole reason that I believe the Lord dropped this into my spirit is because we don't spend enough time talking about the practical application of his word. We talk about waiting on him and we talk about faith and we talk about these powerful things. But we, 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 we fail to, to put that into uh, an application that says this is what my day-to-day, looks, uh, day-to-day life looks like. And this is how the word is applied to my daily, daily life. And that, that's why I believe that the Lord has given me those, those just few strange words. is because those are all things that make up who we are as a being. And those are all things that are in His Word that gives us direction. What to do with those. What to do with our hands. What to do with our feet. What to do with our heart. What to do with our mind, with our thoughts. And these are all things that we're going to be covering over the next little bit. We're going to make application of this because we want to see this put into motion in our life. We don't just want to run the aisles about Acts 2.38 and about being born again. We want to know what it's like to have an altar and to have communication with God Almighty and be able to hear His voice and to be able to step out in faith, to be able to walk by faith and not by sight, to be able to say, you know what? Wherever I go, the sole of my foot is blessed because I've got an altar. Everything for, in God's plan for you and I is contingent on an altar and obedience to the voice we hear while worshiping and studying at that altar. Throughout our day we will hear Him if there is an altar. If you need direction, there is an altar. But you must be in submission to what you hear at that altar. Sometimes it might hurt. Oh, God. But submission says, nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. When we come here, our purpose is to worship, submit, and listen with the intent to obey. Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 12. And I'm closing. Hear, O Israel. The Lord our God is one Lord. I tell you what, that's how many times have we shouted and ran the aisles and jumped up and down to Deuteronomy 6 and 4. We got an understanding of the one Lord. But I think sometimes we fail to to stop at that first word. Here. Oh Israel. We know this great scripture and the very first word is the word we have been talking about tonight. The word here. And that in, in the original uh, Hebrew, it's Shema. And, and it, it means listen with the intent of obeying. 
It's so much more than knowing that he is one. Because it goes on to say, And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy might, and these words, and these words, which I command thee this day, shall be in thine heart. And thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house and when thou walkest by the way and when thou liest down and when thou risest up. That means we've got to always have the word of God and have his words on our heart and our mind and be willing to speak them and release them. And It's got to be the most important thing in our house is his word. I'm going to bind them for a sign upon thine hand and thy and they shall be as frontlets between thine eyes come on there are moments that we've got to say here O Israel and thou shalt write them upon the post of thy house and on thy gates Listen, obey, write them all over your life. Don't miss a spot. Don't waste an opportunity. Don't allow yourself the free thinking to just take you away and waste hours doing nothing. Conviction. And it shall be when the Lord thy God shall have brought thee into the land which he sware unto thy fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, who are what? Altar builders. To give thee great and goodly cities which thou buildest not. I'm taking you into a place that you can't give yourself credit for. Because at an altar you lose yourself. And you'll step into a place that has been prepared for you because that's what God does. You don't have to forge it for yourself. You just got to submit it an altar and listen to his voice and obey it. And he'll take you to that place and give it to you. But we've got a bunch of people that want to work for it. Not in, not in this church, but in, in Christianity in general. Because they're trying to do it their way. And this thought came to me is, is how many people out there that, that, uh, that, that give the Lord credit for a blessing He didn't give. The Lord has blessed me with this $40,000 motorcycle. No? <laughs> now He does bless us with things. Don't get me wrong because we shall eat the good of the land. <laughs> but I think that there are people that just give him credit for stuff he didn't do for them.
Where are we at? Verse 11. And houses full of all good things which thou fillest not. And wells dig which thou diggest not. Vineyards and olive trees which thou plantest not. When thou shalt have eaten and be full. <clears throat> and then there's a warning. When you're walking in the blessing. When God does bless us. Beware lest thou forget the Lord which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. The only way that we will forget Him is if we neglect the altar. When we're too blessed to get on our knees and pray. When we're too busy to find a moment to connect with Him. And to revisit that place that we built uh, as, a, as a commitment to say, you know what? I am submitted to your will. No matter what, I'm going to return to the altar and I'm going to listen for your voice with the intention of obeying it. Let's all stand. All the other things that we are going to cover won't matter without the first two things. It won't matter what I do with my mind, with my thoughts, with my hands, with my feet if I don't have an altar. Because I won't have... A, his voice in my life. Because His voice is connected to the altar. We're going to watch people come in here and struggle. Whether saint or sinner. We're going to watch them come in here and struggle. Because step one is the altar. Submission. And that right there loses most people. So what we have to pray for is we have to pray for, for, for God to move on those that come here that they would uh, be willing to submit themselves to His order. If we want altar builders, we got to pray that they would submit to the altar, the will of God. Why don't we just spend a moment here and if this has ministered to you in any way, would you receive it? Would you challenge yourself to take it home and to process it with the intent of obeying it? Because it's not me 
you're not being obedient to Brother Pearson. You're being obedient to God. God's just using me to give you the word. Let's spend a few moments and recommit ourselves. Revisit that altar. To that old where I'll make a new commitment and begin a fresh start. Help me find my direction. Place a
we must remember our altars, our landmarks in our life, uh, the places that we have had encounters with Him. Uh, wherever it's been, God help us to maintain our altars. Help us to build new ones in our life, God. Make new and fresh commitments, Lord. Hallelujah. To write your word and to obey your word all throughout our life. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. The Lord is good. have to be more in, lo in love with Him than church culture. We've got to be more in love with Him. Not a club. Not a membership. Not a social gathering. It's an encounter with our Creator. It's holy. It's a holy place. Amen. And it's a place that if we neglect it, we won't hear Him. I pray that the Lord would, would minister to you in the days to come, that you would hear Him clearer than you've ever heard Him before. But that means you've got to revisit the altar and you've got to reestablish some boundaries in your life. And, uh, and surrender and submit to Him. And uh, that's the only way the devil will leave you alone. Submit to God. Resist the devil and he will flee. Submission. I want that to be your prayer. Because we have such a hard time submitting. I want you to be specific with your prayer. To embrace submitting to God's will. And that, there's a lot that encompasses that. Every form of instruction and counsel that God sends you, we must submit to it. It's complete submission. It's not partial. It's not conditional. It's absolute condition. It's absolute uh, uh, unconditional. It's submitting to Him when it doesn't make sense, and saying, "Okay, I will go. I'll depart. I'll leave it alone. I'll walk away. I'll delete their number. I'll remove them from my life." It's called submission. And I heard Brother Hendricks say, uh, submission begins where agreement ends. 
We don't have to agree on it. We just have to submit to it. I love the Word of God. I love studying. I love thinking about it. Do you love it? Do you think about it? Do you, do you just like walking through Walmart or walking through your job or walking through a place and then just you're, you're smacked in the face with Scripture and you're, you're you know, you, you got something that comes, comes your way and, and causes you to have this thought that comes into your mind and then Scripture comes to you. And you're like, yes, thank you for your word, God. Thank you for your word. That's carrying your altar wherever you go and placing his word throughout your entire being, your entire life, and allowing him to save you in that moment. Come on, I think, I think some people need to be saved in those moments. Moments of temptation when the Lord is, is, is revealing things and showing things. He's trying to say, look, watch out. You better get out of there. You better heed my voice, heed my warning. Amen. Let's, uh, let's come Sunday uh, with the expectation that the Lord is going to just do the supernatural that he's just going to take over and have his way and I'm going to be right in the middle of it let's come with that expectation God whatever you're doing in this season don't do it without me I want to be right in the middle of it right in the middle of what you're doing God amen let's keep fighting the good fight of faith let's, let's lay hold of eternal life and let's come back uh, with, with our mind made up God bless you you are dismissed